Genesis 37, and from verse 1 onwards. Now, Jacob dwelt in the land where his father was a stranger, in the land of Canaan. This is the history of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brothers. And the lad was with the sons of Bilhah, the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought a bad report of them to his father. Now, Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. He also made him a tunic of many colors. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. Now, Joseph had a dream and he told it to his brothers and they hated him even more. I will stop right here as the Holy Spirit wants me to. And we shall go back to verse one and read it again, the entire passage, what we read just now. I want you to open your Bibles and read with me God's word that we're reading so that you know what we're reading first. And you know that I'm reading from the Bible. And secondly, for you to be blessed as you read God's word for yourself. So let's read Genesis 31, verse 1 onwards. Now Jacob dwelt in the land where his father was a stranger, in the land of Canaan. Jacob was in Canaan where Isaac was, where Abraham was, and this is his history. He was the grandson of the friend of God. He was the grandson of the friend of God, uh, God who made heaven and earth. It's a big deal. He was the grandson of the man who was blessed by God in a mighty way. Big deal. A big deal to be uh, the grandson of someone who was so close to God, uh, who won the heart of God by his obedient, faith-filled walk with God and now Jacob he has uh, 12 children and Joseph was one of them he was the 11th son and the Bible specifies his age here he was 17 years old so let's read verse 2 this is the history of Jacob Joseph being 17 years old was feeding the flock with his brothers and the lad was with the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought a bad report of them to his father. What was it? They did something bad. And Joseph came and told his father all that they did. Now, only those who truly care for their fellow believers and truly care for their father will actually tell when something goes wrong. Joseph was not a person who said, I don't have to tell this to my dad. I don't want to look bad in front of my brothers. And it's not a nice thing to talk about. And I don't want to be you know, saying these things. If my father finds out from someone else, let him find out through someone else. I'm not going to be the one who brings the bad report. I've spoken on this and I encourage you to go back and listen to this specifically on Joseph being loyal to God and why God loved him so much. God was able to trust Joseph because Joseph was trustworthy. His dad was able to trust him. Joseph was a trustworthy child for his father and a child of God. Someone who didn't live to please himself. People who are not loyal are people who don't um, please God. They live to please themselves. Joseph was someone who pleased God. He was someone who cared about his father and cared about his family, cared about his brothers. And so because of that, when they did something wrong, when he saw something was not right, he immediately came and told his father. He didn't care what his brothers will say. He didn't care if uh, they were going to talk to him tomorrow or not. He truly cared about them. See, true 
care for your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ will cause you to be someone who will care enough to let the parents know when they go wrong. You know, there are people who try to play good. I won't talk about them. I won't talk. You don't gossip and go tell everybody in the world. You know, there are people who go and tell everybody in the world, but the one who can really help them. The parents are in the dark. Meanwhile, they'll go and tell everybody in the world. God is speaking to hearts today. Don't be dishonest. Don't be a dishonest believer. Don't be a dishonest brother or sister in the house of God. I've said this many times and I will say this again as the Holy Spirit wants me to. When you see evil, when you see wrong, when you see someone go wrong, have enough integrity. Have enough integrity to tell your spiritual parents that something is wrong here. When you don't say it, you know what comes up very clearly up to the surface? Lack of integrity, lack of care, lack of love. And what else comes up? A strong love for self and self-preservation, which is trait of Lucifer. It's not a good thing. Joseph was not like that. Joseph was someone who did not live for himself, but he lived to do the right thing. He lived to do the right thing. He cared about his father. He cared about his family. He cared about his brothers. And so when something went wrong, he didn't say, it's not my problem. I don't want to have that headache. Self is so strong. When you say, I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to bear this. I don't want to have this headache. Let someone else do it. Why should I do it? Joseph was not like that. Now you know why Joseph became next to Pharaoh. Why Joseph became next to Pharaoh. It all began when he was very young. The favor that comes from God doesn't come randomly. Among all the young virgins in Israel, Mary was highly favored by God. See, there, are de- there you can see that there are degrees in favor, even in grace and God's love. When you look at favor itself, you have people that God will favor and give them favor when they fear the Lord. But then you have certain people who are highly favored of God, such as Daniel, such as Mary highly favored of God that God is able to entrust into their hands which he would never entrust into anyone else's hands Joseph was one such person he was very highly favored by God God's favor was upon him as a result of that his dad's favor was upon Joseph I've spoken also about this it'll be good if you listen to these messages Favor with God and man is very important. And I want to say at this time, something very important. When God shows favor for someone, God's favor is upon someone. If you get jealous at that someone who is being favored by God, saying that, oh, that person is receiving this favor and they are having this favor and I just can't stand their presence because they are getting this special treatment, you will be in trouble with God. Understand this. You need to look at yourself and say, why am I not getting this favor? What's wrong with me? Let me do what they're doing. That's the right way to look at what you see in front of you. Jealousy is worse than any communicable disease and jealousy will destroy you and it'll destroy those around you. Don't give room to jealousy. When you see someone enjoying the favor of God, always know that it's because of what they have done. It is because they did what they should have done. It's because they feared the Lord. It's because they did not care about themselves. It's because they laid down their lives. And that's why God's favor is upon them in a unique way. Joseph's father, Israel, Jacob, who became Israel, loved Joseph more than all his children. God gave his favor upon Joseph because he was a son of his old age. Joseph was born when Jacob was older, 
But after Jacob, after Joseph came, Benjamin, the usual pattern in most homes is the baby of the house or the last one in the house will enjoy the most favor because he's the baby. So he's going to be forever a baby in the house. Joseph was not the baby of the house. We have to remember this. Joseph was the 11th son, not the 12th one. Benjamin was the 12th one. But there was this extraordinary favor of God that came upon Joseph, even though he was a son, he was one among the son of his, not the only son of the old age. He was one among the sons of the old age. So he had another one after him, but he was not, Benjamin was not, the youngest was not the one who earned the most favor from his father, but the one before that, that says a lot about Joseph. That says a lot about God's favor upon Joseph. The favor of the Lord is with those who fear him. God had this favor upon Joseph. That his father loved him so much. Now, because of what the father did for Joseph, that means when someone favors someone, there will be some extra privileges for that person. That is God's favor. That is God's favor. This is a blessing that comes from God. When God gives that blessing to someone, don't you get jealous of them. Don't open your mouth and badmouth them and don't say that, oh, they're getting special privileges and they're the ones who are doing this and I'm not. Don't even say that. If God has called for them to do something and if God has blessed them with something, if God's favor is upon them, praise God for that and see where you're lacking and fix yourself. Instead of fixing yourself, if you look at others and, and burn with jealousy, Know this, you'll be setting yourself up for a greater fall. A greater disaster will hit you before you know, and you'll fall with a greater speed and a harder fall, says the Lord Most High. Be very careful. Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was a son of his old age. Also, he made him a tunic of many colors. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. What came upon Joseph's brothers? A spirit of jealousy. Jealousy is a spirit, it's a spirit of Satan. If you feel jealous about another brother or sister in church, someone that God is using or someone has been given the privilege to do something, Check yourself and get rid of that spirit of jealousy because that will eat you up and make you into nothing. It'll take away even what little you have. You need to know if you are faithful in what you're doing, if you are someone who is careful about what God has given to you and you multiply the two into four, then God will give more into your hands. But if you are like the wicked, lazy servant who has that one and don't do anything about it and give a hundred thousand excuses to why you cannot even do that one properly, and then look at the next person who has multiplied and who's made it for. And now that person has been given more and you burn with jealousy, you'll be setting yourself up for a disaster. Remember this, God is speaking at this hour. These brothers were not worthy of the favor of the father. God's favor was not upon them. It was not upon them. Therefore, they did not get the favor that Joseph got. What did they do? They hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. They went against the one that God favored. Don't go against anyone whom God favors. If you need favor, then set yourself up to receive that favor. If you need the favor of God, do what you need to do in order for you to receive the favor of God. But if you don't do that, and look at those who are receiving God's favor and you get jealous about them, then it's not going to go well with you. Joseph was someone who received God's favor and received his father's favor. And because of the favor, he also faced animosity from his brother's own brothers. This is something that will happen. When God's favor comes upon those who truly, truly are close to God, those who partner with the spirit of darkness will rise up against those who are favored by God. Understand this. God favors those whom he sees 
close to him. That means he's able to trust them and he really loves them. And there's this special kind of love that invokes his favor towards them. And you go against them and you get jealous of them. And you open your mouth and speak whatever you want to speak. Know this for sure. You are not going to not only receive God's blessing, but God's wrath will be upon you. Be very careful. These sons of Jacob, these great grandsons of Abraham, the friend of God, they were not like their great-grandfather, Abraham. They were not like their grandfather, Isaac. They were different. They were not like their brother, Joseph. They were different. Can you be from the same family and be different and be like this? Yes. A church is a place like this. Remember, God is speaking at this hour. A church is a place where the spirit of God is ruling and reigning over this church. In a church, God sees who is worthy, who is not worthy, and who is really doing what God is giving properly and who is doing the work of the Lord slothfully. God sees all of that. And based on that, the favor of the Lord will come upon God's people. And when the favor of the Lord comes upon God's people, those who serve the Lord, there's a scripture actually which says, Cursed is the person who does the work of the Lord slothfully. When you do the work of the Lord, you have to be very careful. Otherwise, you'll receive a curse from God. So don't be quick to say, I want to do something. I wouldn't give I wouldn't give anything. And I'm, if you have been given any responsibility in the house of God, whether it's to stand or sit or to collect something, whatever it may be, make sure you will do it with high respect and high honor before God. Otherwise, you're treating the work of the Lord cheaply, lightly, and God's curse will rest upon you. Whatever God has entrusted into your hands, make sure you take it very seriously. Otherwise, God's curse will come upon you. Sometimes people think, oh, you know, I don't have to tell the pastor anything. You know, they put me in this or or I was happy I got this. But after that, I'm my own boss. I can do whatever I want to. No, you don't. This is not your house. This is not your office. This is not your business. This is the house of God. If God has entrusted something into your hands through the pastors, you're accountable to God through the pastors. Always know that. When you receive something from the hand of the Lord, make sure you stand before God and do it with utmost respect. Nobody is independent over here in the house of God. Not here. This is God's house. Make sure you do the work of the Lord with utmost respect and utmost care. Otherwise, you will stand guilty of offering Cain's offering before God. Cursed is the person who does the work of the Lord slothfully. I want to repeat it as the Holy Spirit wants me to. Cursed is the person who does the work of the Lord slothfully. Be very careful. If you have taken any responsibility in the presence of God, be very careful. It takes priority over every work in the world because this is directly to the King of Kings, and the Lord of Lords, the sovereign God. Be very careful. Don't treat the work of the Lord in a, in a very despising manner. It won't go well with you. It will not. It will not. It will not. Whatever you put about the work of the Lord will become a cursed thing for you. God will curse that very thing that you esteem about God. If you esteem anything about the work of the Lord, God's curse will come upon that which you esteem. God is speaking at this hour. Take it very carefully and take it very seriously. And take this, because this is from the mouth of God at this time. Whatever the Lord has entrusted into your hands, do it with fear and trembling as unto the Lord God Almighty. More than your secular job, more than anything that you may be doing, more than your family, more than any responsibility in the world. Otherwise, don't do it. Don't do it. Why get a curse? If you're not able to do it, tell the pastors, I'm not fit for it. I cannot do this. I will drop this. Do that. And you will do yourself a big favor. If you continue doing God's work, make sure you do the work of the Lord faithfully. Cursed is the person who does the work of the Lord slothfully. God is speaking at this hour. Anything that we get from God, 
God will require it in your hands. Because the judge of all judges is standing at the door. Whatever you do for the Lord, do it very, very sincerely and seriously as unto God. Then God's blessing will come upon us. Know that. Know that. You cannot offer to God that which has a blemish. Don't give God your leftovers and don't bring any excuse before God Almighty. It's a shameful thing. Utter shameful thing. If you bring to God excuses. And this is why Jesus said this. The guy said, oh, I know you are like this. Oh, that's why I just buried what you gave me. What happened when he brought the excuse? It only got worse. So don't do that. Be honest. Be a person of integrity. Be honest before God. If you fail, tell the Lord I failed. If you can do it, tell the Lord I can do it, Lord. But don't continue with dishonesty because it will not go well at all. God is saying this for your own benefit. Take it, whoever it is, whatever you may be doing, never think that you're doing God a favor or the house of God a favor or a pastor's a favor. Nobody is dependent on you. Nobody is dependent on you. God is not dependent on you. The pastors are not dependent on you. El Bethel International Ministries Church is not dependent on you. Praise God for that. Nobody. God will lead his church. God will lead the pastors. God will lead this house of God. But what God has given into your hands, it is to bless you. And I've said this many times and I will say it again. If you've received anything from the Lord, it is for God to bless you. You want to miss that opportunity? Go ahead. If you don't want to miss the opportunity, do it with all your heart. Don't be in between and get a curse from God. It won't go well with you. Joseph was someone who had integrity at the core of his being. And he was someone who said, I will do what I must do. And when he saw something go wrong, he brought it to his father. And because of that, his brothers hated him. They hated him because this guy is favored by my father. And this guy is receiving all this special treatment. And look at this guy. Now he has this coat, multicolored coat. And this guy is going and telling on us over there. Joseph didn't care about it. You see, none of these things affected Joseph. The treatment that his brothers gave to him did not put a dent in Joseph because he was a young boy, but he was a young man of valor. Great inner strength he had. No matter what they said, no matter how they treated, he was someone who would still go and do what his father would tell them, tell him to do for them and, and so obedient. He would never say that, well, I don't want to face them, father, because, you know, they're really mean to me. Send someone else. Besides, the father had many servants. He could have sent anyone. But Joseph was not such a young boy. He was someone who really, really, really had a heart after God's heart. Whatever his dad said, he would do. Doesn't matter how someone else treated him. That did not affect him at all. This is why God was able to take him through the path that he took him through. You know what? God knew that he will stand the test of time. Only the people that God trust will God take them to the path. They must go through before he can place them in the palace. Only to such people God will give revelation. Now you have 12 sons. And all these 12 sons are great-grandsons of Abraham, the friend of God. All these 12 sons look alike and behave alike and love the Lord alike. No, you can all be in the same house of God. You can all be in the same place where you're receiving so much of the blessings of God. You can all be there for a long time. Joseph was someone who was a newcomer, basically much younger than his brothers. But he had the integrity that they didn't have. He had the zeal that they didn't have. He had the love for the father and love for his brothers that they didn't have. He enjoyed the favor that they didn't have. He had the revelation that came from God that they did not get. Joseph stood apart from the rest of his family members. One in a family, the Bible says. He chooses one out of a family, one out of a tribe, one out of a nation. 
to do his will. And Joseph became that one person. Was it because he said, I want to be the only one and so I'm going to do everything so that I can be the only one? No. The ones who really become the only ones are the ones who never think to be the only one. Those are the ones who become the only one. They just do it out of their heart because they want to, not because they have to. Because they have their priorities right before God. Now, Joseph had a dream and he told it to his brothers and they hated him even more. He was a boy who had no guile in his heart. Even though they hated him, he was someone when he had the dream, he had to go and share what he saw with his brothers. It was not like, oh, I know these guys and they hate me and I'm not going to. He was not like somebody who would really, really be very tricky and behave like his brothers. You're not talking to me. I'm not talking to you. You don't say hi to me. I won't say hi to you. Well, I'm going to keep myself and keep everything to myself. And you will never know my secret. You know, there are people like that. They'll say, I heard these things. <laughs> there are people who say, you will never get to know who I am. They do that to their own spouses. Who do you think you are, by the way? Who do you think? Are you God? So when we look at some people where they say, you can't get to know me. And I'm never going to show the real person. And you will never know the real side of me. There are people who say all these things. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? To even say that, you're never going to know the real person. You're somebody who can live today and next minute you can be dead. Bitterness will eat you from the inside. When you think that you want to take revenge and you want to act smart, know that you're actually hurting yourself. Jealousy, bitterness, unforgiveness will do damage to you. When you think that you're withholding something which is important, which is love, you're withholding love from someone and you want to show hate, you are actually doing damage to yourself. Not the other person, you're doing damage to yourself. Joseph was not like that. Joseph was not like that. Joseph was someone who was very open. Even though his brothers were very mean to him, he was not someone who said, you're not talking to me. If you're not talking to me, I'm not talking to you. No. He was someone who always communicated. We as Christians should be like that. As God's people shouldn't have enemies. Your enemy should be Satan. And if someone is dragging you down to hell, down to hell, then don't have anything to do with them. But hatred shouldn't be inside of you. You shouldn't have hatred. I'm not going to talk to them. I won't look at your face. And when you come, I'll pretend like I'm not seeing you. These are not good things. It's going to eat you on the inside. And if you have unforgiveness in your heart, you cannot actually go and pray because your bitterness and unforgiveness will stand between you and God. And you will not be able to speak to God and you won't be able to hear from God and you won't be heard by God. Jesus said this, before you come to the altar if you have anything against anyone make sure you go and reconcile that and then come and give your gift or your offering to god because god is not concerned about your offering he's concerned about you he'll receive your offering when your heart is right if your heart is not right your offering becomes a blemished offering Joseph had a dream and he told it to his brothers and they hated him even more. So he said to them, please hear this dream, which I have dreamed. When you look at the scriptures, a lot of times the sentence that we read is like a topic sentence before you read the story. So that's what we read here. He's going to tell his dream, but what happened when he told his dream is written before that. And same thing we see at the beginning of the chapter too, that this is the, the, the generation or the, the family of Jacob. This is how they function and this is how they lived. And this is what happened in their home. He had a dream. He went and told 
his brothers there, his brothers, his dream. And he said, please hear this dream, which I have dreamed. Look how nicely he's talking. He didn't go and say, hey, listen, I got a dream with his head held up high and with a proud look. Because his dream is like really a big dream, you see. And it came from God. I got a dream. He was not like that. He was so humble. He was someone who was full of love. Even in the midst of hate, he showed God's love. He said to them, please hear this dream which I have dreamed. Very important. I want you to really pay close attention to this. There we were binding sheaves in the field. Then behold, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And indeed, your sheaves stood all around and bowed down to my sheaf. Now, if you have a problem with this, you have a problem with God. There are a lot of people who speak a lot about equality. Lazy, will not do what God wants them to do. Priorities are all wrong. But then they'll spend and fight for equal rights. What's equal right? That means all losers win too. Oh, no, it doesn't happen like that. You study hard, you work hard, you get an A. You don't study, you will fail. This won't fly anywhere else. Especially when it comes to universities and it comes to army, when it comes to real, real, real places where you really have to show your resume or show your real certificate. If we think... That we don't have to study. We don't have to work hard. We will go for board exams and everybody passes and everybody gets an A and, and everybody is a winner. Oh, that doesn't happen even in any competition. If you have a mock competition and you want to give everybody a, a medal and make everybody feel like they're a hero, it's a lie. Rest. But if you are in a real competition, if you're in for a real job, if you're in for a real school, if you're there for a real internship, you are there for a real degree, then you really have to show that you are worthy of it, that you are knowledgeable, then you have to study. You will have to take your board exam and you will have to pass your board exam. You will have to show that you're worthy. That means your track record has to show how consistent you are and how well you are when it comes to your performance, even at a workplace, just because you got your job doesn't mean you can do sloppy work. If you do sloppy work, they will take you out of your job and put someone else in that place. God is speaking to our hearts today. We need to be people of integrity. Joseph was a young person, 17 years old, but he had more integrity, more loyalty, and more honor from God and man than his brothers who were before him. All of them put together. God's favor was upon him. And he had this heart of God where he had love for those who hated him. And he went and he told them, look, this is what I dreamt. And he said that in a very humble way. Please listen to this dream. And he said this dream. Now, this is very important. I want each one of you to pay close attention to this. Based on what you do, if someone comes and says that, oh, we don't have to do anything. God sees us all equal and we don't have to do anything. And whatever we do, it's acceptable to God. They are lying to you. They don't want you to succeed. Satan doesn't want you to succeed. The truth is more than what you need to show at your secular realm, you need to show in the house of God before God Almighty that you're worthy for anything. Understand this. It's true. That's the truth. If you want, there are people who are like, I want the gifts of the spirit. I want this for the spirit and that of the spirit and this of the spirit. Big, big dreams and big desires. Oh, I want to raise the dead and I want to see this and I want all, all kinds of things. Do you have the character for it? Do you? Do you have the, oh, I want to hear God's voice. Oh, I want to do this and I want to be this. I want to sing like this. And I want to play instrument like that. I want, oh my God. Do you have the character for that? Do you have the character for that? When a small, Small wind comes, that's it. Your tree is like flat. And God have mercy. Know this. Your capacity and your ability is weighed on a weighing scale all the time. To see if you fit where God wants you to be. 
Joseph was someone who fit in the plan of God. He fit just right. Joseph was someone who fit just right in the plan of God. May God speak to our hearts at this hour. So God gave him a dream. God gave Joseph a dream. And in his dream, this is very important. I want you to pay close attention to this as the Spirit of God wants me to tell you to pay close attention to this. You have all these sheaves over here. They're all together. And something happened. Let's read this. Verse 7. There we were binding sheaves in the field. Then behold, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. Who made that to stand upright? Who made that to stand upright? Did Joseph make it to stand upright? No, God made it to stand upright. Because that sheaf that you see was a worthy sheaf that God said, you shall stand. Stand for what? Very important. Stand for what? There was a purpose here. God is conveying this message to Joseph, giving this to him before he could face something far greater. And the greater was the trials and the testing and the tribulation, all those things that he was going to face. God is giving him this vision for him to hold on to. And also God moved him to share this with his brothers so that they know, they know that they get to hear what God will do. And he says this, behold, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And indeed, your sheaves stood all around and bowed down to my sheaf. Now there are people who say, oh, that can't happen. That can't happen. Nobody can bow down to anybody except to God. There is a place where God honors those who honor him, where God will cause those around those who honor him to honor them there's a place for that understand this there's very false sense of jealous notion that goes around in the heads and hearts and mouths and minds of many people where the unworthy will look at the worthy and say you need to be with us too labeled just like us and nobody should honor the worthy one because oh only god needs to be honored God takes people and he puts them in seats of honor. God is the one who takes, he lifts one up and he puts another down. When he lifts one up, it's very important for every single person to recognize that he has lifted that person up. And recognize the person that God has lifted up and give that person the honor that God wants them to give. When they don't do that, they go directly against God Almighty. We need to understand the principles of God's word because there's a lack of biblical knowledge. A lot of people go astray. Be a worthy person so that God can lift you up. Not because you crave for that attention and crave to be somewhere up. Those people will never go up. The people who never crave for that, the people who genuinely love God are the ones who will go up. Because God will say, you're not looking for it. I will place you up. Because even when you're up, you're not going to look for it. But it will come to you. That's the truth. It will come to you. Honor will come to those who don't look for honor. But honor will come to them. To those who don't look for honor. Honor will come to those who honor God. You honor God automatically. The byproduct of that is honor will come from God. He will place them and put them in seats of honor. There's this exaltation. This elevation that will come from God and he will place them in places of honor, just like he showed Joseph. The rest of the sheaves were bowing down to Joseph's sheep. And his brothers said to him, shall you indeed reign over us? Oh, really? You know, there are people who looked at Moses. They said this, Moses, who made you ruler over us? Moses is going there to help and he was a prince of Egypt there. Look at the pride. He's coming to help us. Who made you ruler over us? God made him. They did not want to accept him at that time. But God anointed him and brought him. 40 years later. To the same place. God making him ruler over them. Guess what? After seeing the 10 plagues. After seeing the Red Sea open. 
after seeing all these things happen, manna comes in the wilderness. You had a group of people over there who rose up against Moses and he said, said the same thing again. You brought us to bury us here. Did you bring us to kill us here? Who made you ruler over us again? Very careful. Be very careful. These are demonic spirits that speak through people. Don't you be an agent of Satan. Don't let the members of your body to be operated by demonic spirits. Be careful with what you say. Be careful with your attitude. Be careful with your speech. Be very careful. His brother said to him, shall you indeed reign over us? Or shall you indeed have dominion over us? Where did this dream come from? It came from God Almighty. God says, yes, Joseph will rule over all of you. Yes. You know why? Because he's worthy of that. The word of God was going to try him. But he's worthy of the word of God trying him. These fellows were not even worthy of that. He was worthy to be tested. Always remember, those who are truly tested by God, tried by God, God sees them worthy to be tried. These are gold. God puts them through this furnace so that he can show that he stands with them to make them into the royal cup. Joseph was such a person. He was taken through this. He received this vision from God, the dream from God, I should say. And in that dream, the revelation of God is given to him as he saw this dream. He was someone who dreamed, not only someone who just saw dreams. He was someone who had the spirit of God to interpret that dream. He already knew what it was. Joseph shared this. God gave these people an understanding what it was. And they're actually saying it. We know what this dream says. So are you going to be doing this to us? Who gave that dream? Where's this exaltation coming from? Where's this prophetic word coming from? Where's this revelation coming from? Who did they rebel against? Was it against Joseph? It was against God Almighty. They rebelled against God Almighty. What happened after that? Just like it happened to Judas. Judas, who was sitting there right next to Jesus, having that money bag there right next to Jesus, listening to all the teachings of Jesus, his heart departed from Jesus Christ. And his mind went after the things of this world, earthly things. And because of that, what happened? Satan, who was, who was looking for an occasion to enter into someone, entered into him. And while he was sitting with Jesus and going around with Jesus, he was planning the death of Jesus Christ. May God have mercy. May God have mercy. How was he? How was Judas able to do such a thing? Did Jesus do anything to him? Yes, he did. A lot of good things. Jesus called him and made him, as one of his disciples, destined to become an apostle. How did he become like this? How did he become like this? Three and a half years of being with Jesus Christ, just like the rest of the 12. How did he become like this? While he was sitting, while he was hearing, while he was seeing all the miracles, while he was hearing all the teachings, how did he become like this? There's a warning to every single person here. You can be right here. Listen to everything. Get so accustomed to everything. Become just like Judas. Be very careful. If your mind goes towards the earth, and you run after the things of the earth, your heart will get detached from the living God. Your heart will get detached from the things of God. Your heart will move away from the things of God without you even knowing it because the choices you're making allows demons to come inside of you. And what will happen? You will not only turn your back to the living God, but you will actively work against the work of God. You will actively work against the servants of God. God is warning at this hour. Be very careful. Be very careful. Judas was there all the way to the Last Supper. Jesus knew all about and didn't see, say anything. He didn't say anything. Oh, why didn't Jesus go and talk to him and drive out the demon? You know, why didn't Jesus save him? Well, there are some people who are filled with the devil who will try to talk all these things. 
Understand this. Judas knew very well what he was doing. How can you, how can you go against someone who loved you so much? Does it make any sense? He didn't do a single thing to hurt you. All he did was pour his love into you. He was going to make you a prince. And how can you turn against the living God and do such a thing? People who try to support Judas or feel sorry for Judas are partnering with Lucifer. God have mercy. People who support and partner with those who betray God and betray the servants of God. And people who partner with those who betray God and betray the servants of God and partner with the devil are directly partnering with Lucifer. Satan will enter into such people and will take them away from the living God. Satan will bring them down to the depths of hell. Be very careful. Be very careful. Judas went out of the group of Jesus Christ. He thought he's doing secretly. Behind Jesus' back, I'm going and talking about Jesus Christ. Behind the back of Jesus, I'm going and trying to see how I can actually play friends with those who are going to kill him. They're seeking his life. He's partnering with Satan. He's partnering with the armies of Satan. He's partnering with the Pharisees. He's partnering with all these people. Behind Jesus' back, thinking that Jesus doesn't know. How did Judas end? Think about Judas' end. How did Judas end? How did he end? Where is he right now? Did Jesus call him for that? No. Did Jesus invest in him for three and a half years for that? No. Judas made his choice. Traitor. Betrayer. Betrayer of the innocent one. Traitor. He was a traitor. Let no one be a traitor in this house of God. Because what happened to Judas will happen to you. August 22nd, 2023. The word of the Lord is coming to warning from God Almighty. Don't do what Judas did. You will end just like Judas if you follow his path. And his brother said to him, verse 8, Shall you indeed reign over us? Or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. God is using Joseph here. God is working in Joseph. God is revealing his secrets to Joseph. To Joseph. None of these guys got that. But when they saw that, they started burning with envy. They got so angry. They said, oh, this guy is our leader. We will not submit to him. How can we receive him? He's younger than us. Who does he think he is? God is giving this revelation. He is younger than us. Oh, how foolish that would be. Jesus was only 33 and a half years old when he went to the cross. He was only 30 years old when he began his public ministry. John the Baptist still was very young. Jeremiah was very young. We have to be very careful. We have to be very careful how we present ourselves in situations that concern the kingdom of God. He said, shall you indeed reign over us? Who is actually making him a ruler over all these older fellows? God Almighty. He's saying, you're going to reign over us? Indeed, you are you going to have dominion over us? What happened when they went against God's will? More doors were open. And it was open to what? The spirit of hatred, the spirit of murder. For what? For what? For the plan of God that was revealed to Joseph and which was through Joseph revealed to them. So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Read this one more time and read it very carefully. I pray that the Spirit of God will drive this deep into your hearts so that you can be protected. May the Spirit of God drive this deep into your hearts so that you can be protected. Shall you indeed reign over us or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Spirit of hatred. Spirit of murder. Then. God didn't stop. God said, Joseph, 
I'm going to give you another one. Because Joseph was highly favored by God. Let's read verse 9. Then he dreamed still another dream and told it to his brothers and said, Look, I have dreamed another dream. And this time, the sun, the moon, the 11 stars bow down to me. So he told it to his father and his mother. And his father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come to bow down to the earth before you? And his brothers envied him, but his father kept the matter in mind. Now, Jacob is hearing this dream, and he knows one thing. This can only come from God. He knows about Joseph. Joseph was not a haughty fellow going around and making up stuff. He knows Joseph was a very sincere person. And when Joseph said this, Jacob said, what is this? We're older than you. We're your parents. You're saying that we're going to bow down? Your brothers and all these people who are older than you, they're going to bow down to you? What is this? What is this? His brothers were more jealous. But his father knew. This got to be God. 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 When God establishes someone, when God gives a vision, when God speaks to someone and he says, this is what I'm going to do. Yes, they will bow down to you. And it did happen, didn't it? Many years later, it happened. What God said to Joseph happened. God had Joseph tell his brothers and his father and his father saw what God told through Joseph and to Joseph come to pass. God is speaking at this hour. The story doesn't end like this. It doesn't say, well, they all were upset at him. His father kept in his mind. The next day, he became the king of Canaan and Joseph and his father and and Leah and all of them who were there, they all bowed down before him. And Joseph became the king at 17 years old. No. Joseph went through a tremendous season. God's hand was there to train him. Through his life at Potiphar's house, sold as a slave. Tremendous suffering while his brothers who did evil, who envied, thought they had a good life. They said, oh, we are here. That fellow is gone. We got rid of him. We sold him. And now he is a slave there. Look at him, him and his dreams. These 11 of them, if you leave Benjamin out, 10 of them had no fear of God whatsoever. They had no fear of God. After doing such a thing, they're there. With Jacob, their father went and lied to him. And they're able to eat and sleep and have children and continue their life. Every day they're able to come home and they're able to eat and they're able to have their family life. Meanwhile, Joseph was a slave. The guy to whom God gave the vision is going through suffering after suffering after suffering after suffering after suffering. Why? Because he did something wrong? No. Because God was going to take him step by step by step by step by step. Every step that looked like it was going down, it was actually going up. Every time Joseph was going through a hardship, it was a ladder that God had placed for him to go up. Every suffering took him to the next place of glory. From the pit to the slave owners, from the slave owners into the land of Egypt. Into the land of Egypt to Potiphar's house as a slave. From being a slave to be cast into the prison and becoming a prisoner. From being a prisoner to palace. To the palace. This was the route that God had for Joseph to fulfill the word of the Lord that God gave to him when he was 17 years old. God is speaking to our hearts today. Every word that God has spoken to us will come to pass. But do you have the character that Joseph had? Do you have the integrity that Joseph had? 
Do you have the love that Joseph had? How responsible are you with the things of God that God has given to you? Are you someone who looks at another believer who is blessed of God or favored of God with jealousy? If God gives something to someone, that means God sees that person is worthy of getting that and God gives it in their hands. Never be jealous of them because you'll open the door for other demons to come inside of you. Now, these people for a period of time looked like they prospered. They were fine. Their goats multiplied, their sheep multiplied, their camels multiplied, their kids multiplied. They had everything, so to speak. They lived their lives. Life continued. It was not like they felt like, oh my God, we've done this to Joseph. Let's go to Egypt and somehow let's find our brother and look for our brother. Find him and bring him back to our father. We miss Joseph. Nobody cried for Joseph. Nobody. They're all, oh, happy day. We got rid of Joseph. Oh, happy day. We got rid of Joseph. Hallelujah. Oh, really? These are the great grandsons of Abraham. God have mercy. All of heaven would have wept. Came from the lineage of the friend of God. You can become like that. Be careful. Being in El Bethel, receiving so much and calling the servants of God as your spiritual parents. Make sure you become a reflection of them and become like Joseph. Not like the rest of the brothers who were there. Oh yeah, we're attending our fathership. Oh yeah, we're doing this, but full of envy. Full of hatred. God couldn't get through to them. You can become like that. Receive everything and become complacent and complain. And kill the innocent. In the epistle of John, God's word says, if you hate a brother without a cause, you have committed murder. Be very careful. Don't give room for envy. Don't give room to pride. Be someone who is sensitive to the needs of others. And when you see something wrong, have the integrity, not the lack of integrity, have the integrity to bring it to your spiritual parents. Not to just accuse and tear somebody down. Give the information as it is. And let them handle it. When God favors someone. Because he found them faithful. Such as Mary. And give her the great privilege of bearing the Messiah. Don't you envy such people. Because it is Mary who also received the prophecy that a sword will go through your heart. And it did happen at Calvary. When she saw Jesus on the cross, beyond recognition, a sword went through her heart. Joseph had this revelation, but look at the path he had to go through. When all these people, undeserving people, Sitting and having a good time when the innocent one is a slave. It may look like, hey, we're fine. We're free. He's a slave. There's problem there all the time. And look at us. We have no problem. Look at us. We're having fun and look at us. But keep looking at yourself. It's just a matter of time. God will take Joseph from point A to point B to point C to where the destination is. And his word that God gave to Joseph shall come to pass. The question tonight for you is, do you have the character that Joseph had? Do you have the favor of God that Joseph had? Are you among those who envy those who are being blessed by God? Are you among those who hate those who walk with God? Are you someone who will not 
give room for jealousy, for bitterness, just like Joseph gave no room for such things. Are you someone who has a heart to forgive and a heart to let go? Are you someone who has a heart of humility? Are you someone who has the integrity to love God with all your heart and even in a strange land to not let sin come near you? Are you someone whose mind is set on what God has spoken and not on what you see in front of you? Or are you someone like the brothers of Joseph who say, as long as I have peace now, as long as I can get some food now, as long as I look good in front of my people, and as long as I have what I need now, and as long as I act like I am fine, even when I'm not, and deceive yourself and others. Remember, these brothers, they deceived Joseph's father, but not God. Not God. And the God who saw Joseph and favored Joseph and gave him the dream went with him. He was not with them. God is speaking at this hour. God was not with the brothers of Joseph. But God was with Joseph. Joseph always had God before him. While While he was in his father's house, he had God before him. That's why God gave to him the dreams. While he was sold as a slave to Potiphar, Joseph took God with him and God was with him. While he was thrown in the prison, Joseph took God with him. God was with him. And when he was promoted from there to the palace, Joseph took God with him and God was with him. From the palace, the word that God gave to Joseph, God made sure it happened. Every word that God gave came to pass. He made sure every single one, including Joseph's father, come to Egypt and bow down before Joseph. God honors those who honor him. And God casts down those who despise those whom God has honored. I want to repeat this as the Holy Spirit wants me to. God honors those who honor him. And God cast down those who despise those whom God honors. I want to say it one more time. God honors those who honor him and God cast down those who despise those whom are honored by God Almighty. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you for your word that you gave to our hearts. I pray, may our church be a church that is full of Joseph's father. People with integrity, people with humility, people with love, people who forgive, and people who are visited by God. I pray that you'll touch every single one. Let no one carry the spirit of jealousy, the spirit of envy, the spirit of anger, the spirit of dishonesty. Let no one, Father, be like the brothers of Joseph who lacked integrity, who were very dishonest, who were liars, murderers. Oh, Lord, I pray. That the unity that needs to come into this house of God, let it grow all the more in Jesus' name. Let everyone look at their own flaws. Let every single one go before God and see the great lack that is inside of them. And get it fixed, oh Lord. At the same time, When they see something go wrong, when they have the integrity 
to not gossip about it, but to come and tell the spiritual parents that you have placed over there. May they have enough love for you, enough love for the house of God, enough love for the servants of God. And have true integrity. To be truthful in every circumstance. Thank you, Father. Every spiritual dullness, every spiritual dishonesty, every spiritual self-gain, self-preservation, every demonic trait may depart from your people, Father, in Jesus' name. Every desire for seeking power and place and position may depart from every single one in Jesus' name. And every slothful behavior and practices, let it be utterly uprooted out of the lives of your people in Jesus' name. I pray, Father, may the Spirit of God, the Spirit of truth, may the Spirit of love and the Spirit of hope, may the Spirit of peace and the Spirit of joy be with your people, Lord. Let each and every single one be like Joseph so that they may enjoy the favor of the Lord. They may be counted worthy to suffer. They may be counted worthy to reign and be honored by God of heaven and earth. Hallelujah. May they be honored by the God of heaven and earth. As a result of being faithful to you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. I pray your blessing upon each and every single one here. That they may grow stronger and stronger in the ways of the living God. Whatever you have spoken to them, I pray, may they take it to heart. Whatever you have spoken to them, may they Take it deep into their spirits. Whatever you have spoken to them tonight, Father, may they grow in it in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That every form of dishonesty may leave in Jesus' name. That every spirit of competition may depart in Jesus' name. That every spirit of hypocrisy may leave in Jesus' name. Let genuine love for one another grow in the name of Jesus. Caring for one another, grow in the name of Jesus. Let each and every person serve you with humility, faith, and love. With this blessing, I bless your people with. And I thank you for doing this. In Jesus' most precious name, I pray. Amen.